I'm now joined in the studio by past Pebble Beach Company and Lawrence uh, native Bill Paraki. Mr. Paraki, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Uh, so talk to me about your story. What, you know, what was it like growing up in Lawrence and uh, then ending up as the um, CEO of Pebble Beach? Well, I guess um, it's been quite an adventure. You know, I I've, uh, grew up in Lawrence and the Lawrence Stadium projects, lived there really you know, most of my childhood, uh, up until I was 18 years old, right across from the, uh, uh, from the Memorial Stadium in Lawrence yep. off Winthrop Ave. And, um, you know, from there went to uh, University of New Hampshire, uh, spent one year at Lawrence High, then three years at Brooks. But, um, you know, growing up in the projects, um, you know, it wasn't like uh, we, had, we had a lot. Uh, my mother passed away when I was nine, and, uh, you know, my father had a disability and wasn't able to work. But it was a close-knit community, you yep. know, growing up in the projects and have a, a lot of um, people I still keep in touch with, a lot of friends. Um, I was fortunate to be able to go to Brooks and really on a 100% scholarship financial aid. Um, and, then, um, and then to the University of New Hampshire. Um, and from there, majored in business, um, ended up going to work in the GE Financial Management Program, yep. which, was a, which is a great program. And um, through a lot of the relationships I made with GE, I was able to uh, uh, hook up with um, two individuals, Peter Ubaroth, the former commissioner of uh, Major League Baseball, former Time Man of the Year in 1984, and uh, Dick Ferris, uh, um, one of the youngest CEOs uh, ever in United Airlines at 39. But the two of them had teamed up with GE to buy a hotel company and they asked me to go join them as a CFO. And really, f that all led to me ultimately getting to Pebble Beach. Gotcha. So. Um, you and your wife, uh, Nancy, have been so generous over the years with the Lawrence Boys and Girls Club and other places around the area. Tell me about how much these places uh, mean to yeah. you and, and your wife. Well, again, growing up as, uh, as a kid in, in Lawrence and growing up in the projects, um, you know, you needed to find a place where you can have some stability, some mentorship, that maybe things that you didn't always get at home. And uh, I was fortunate to find the Boys and Girls Club. You know, went there really from the time I was six, probably till 16. Uh, it's amazing because one of the staff members that was very important in my life, Steve Kelly, he still works at the Boys and Girls Club today. Wow. I mean, whatever that is, however many years later, yeah. 50 years later. So we always had a strong affinity for the, uh, the Boys and Girls Club. We continue to be involved in the club here in Lawrence, as well as the club in the uh, Pebble Beach area in Monterey County. Uh, my wife has always been involved in volunteering. Both of my kids have volunteered. Um, you know, but places like the Boys and Girls Club that provide some structure, again, mentorship, uh, people that you can look up to, place to go after school. Um, there's nothing more important in life when you're growing up as a kid than teachers and coaches and mentors, uh, especially if you're from, you know, a, a, a home where you're, you know, there might be some difficulties in your family life. So uh, we owe so much to the Boys and Girls Club, and it's a very, very important part of our life. Yeah, absolutely. I always, um, I went, I'm a graduate of, of Central Catholic High School, and yeah. one of the requirements is that you have, you do 24 hours of service, and uh, one of the places that I've I did service was at Lazarus House, and um, you know I I always loved I always loved doing it. Yeah, now Lazarus House does a great job. Uh, 
Nancy's cousin, uh, Bridget Shaheen, was the longtime executive director of Lazarus House. And uh, so we've done things with Lazarus Health over the years, and uh, they do a great job also. Uh, great. Uh, talk to me about what it was like uh, working alongside Arnold Palmer, who was an absolute inspiration to the game of golf, and then also Clint Eastwood, who was probably one of the best ever to be in the film industry. Right. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Um, you know, Arnold, um, he, he is, he just, he is such a special guy. Um, obviously passed away several years ago. But uh, nobody meant more to the game of golf and growing the game of golf and, than Arnold Palmer. You know, he was involved in starting the Golf Channel. But Arnold, you know, he's, um, there's, he had this just special way about him that when you talked to him um, and you saw him, it was as if he made you feel like he's known you and you've known him all your life. His whole attention was on you. Um, and he he just had an incredible way about him. That's why Arnold's, Arnold's army. I mean, everybody yes. followed him. The yeah. fans followed him. He's constantly signing autographs. Um, you know, over the years, I've got to know uh, Tom Brady, and, and Tom's a little bit like that, too, in terms of your interactions with him. Yep. Um, they're they're just, just very special in, in, uh, in, in the type of person that he was. And Clint Eastwood, you know, Clint is um, uh, Clint's an icon. You know, he has he has produced and directed more movies, I think, in the last seven, eight, nine years than he did in his whole career. Yeah. And you know, and he's ninety. Uh, we had my retirement party. Um, oh, I think it was about a month ago, and uh, and Clint was there, and uh, it was just a small group, and he always calls me Billy, <laughs> and you know, I'm thinking here I am, sixty four, you know, retiring. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still involved in Pebble Beach as, yeah. as co-chairman, but retiring as CEO. Here's Clint at 90, <laughs> you know, still going strong. It's like something's wrong with this picture. <laughs> yeah. But um, Clint's amazing. He's, he's just an amazing person. And um, uh, he's done so much for the Pebble Beach company and for me personally over the years. Yeah, two, two great guys as far as, you know, as far as I am uh, concerned. And uh, you know, Tom Brady, maybe not that he's better, but you know, yeah. to my childhood, he's been my. So all I know is Tom Brady and right. winning. So right. you know, now to to see him leave and you know have success at Tampa Bay, I'm, I'm you know, listen, I'm happy for him. He, yeah. you know, he deserves you know nothing, nothing more. You know, so I'm happy. I'm happy for That's him. That's right. And yeah. he's always going to go down in history, as uh, in my mind, the greatest quarterback of all time. And. And 95% of that will be from his days with the New England Patriots. So he, he's always going to be a New England Patriot, even if he's in Tampa for a couple of years. Absolutely. Does yeah. he, will he come up to uh, Pebble Beach a lot to play? Um, yeah, he comes up a fair amount. Uh, um, he's played in our AT&T Pebble Beach uh, That's right, yeah. Pro-Am, uh, I think about five times. Matter of fact, the best year was, was when both him and Bill Belichick Played, played in it and we got them in the same foursome oh wow so that was um that was a lot of fun but uh tom loves golf he loves pebble beach he grew up in san mateo you know yes. r- roughly an hour yep. an hour and a half from pebble beach um i think i'll see him a lot more uh, when his playing days are over but uh i still see tom i mean he was up maybe three months ago and we had dinner together and spent uh, some quality time with him and um him and some of his family members so yeah that's great He's, 
you know, like I said, he's he's everything to me. He's my yeah, childhood to I, me. I know. We, uh, we've been lucky. Yeah. You know, we've been the 20 years we had with him and uh, him and Bill were amazing, amazing years. So let me ask you this real quick. Um, are you a New England Patriots fan at heart? Oh, yeah. Or now that you have, you know, lived uh, out in uh, California, have you gone to those teams at all? No. No? no. <laughs> Look, when you grow up in Boston, uh, Lawrence, um, I mean, Boston sports run so thick uh, in your blood. Um, they, uh, and we, we love California. Um, we're fortunate to spend uh, have a home in California, have a home in this area. Um, we got the best of both worlds, but when it comes down to sports, uh, th- there's no comparison. Okay, in terms of California sports, good to hear. Boston sports, I am a dedicated diehard Bruins fan, Patriots fan, Celtics fan, Red Sox fan. Always will be. My kids are. Um, you know, in the Patriots, I remember the days um, in the uh, late '60s, early '70s, where in order to watch a game, I would drive up to the coast of New Hampshire and Maine uh, just to watch the game because they were blacked out. Oh. They, they would get blacked out back in those days okay. because uh, they weren't sold out, weren't enough people going to the games, right. so you couldn't see them on TV. Wow. So you'd have to drive you know, 50, 60 miles so you're out of the radius so you can watch it. So uh, I, I've uh, Boston sports are a very important part of my life. It's family, it's work, and it's Boston sports. I like that. Yeah. And and it's funny you mentioned the uh you know how you had a drive to to watch um you know these these games and yeah. and I guess when you said that the first thing that uh, kind of hit me is this whole uh, sports betting thing in Massachusetts that it's not you know not really legalized to do it and right. you have people driving to New Hampshire driving to uh, Rhode Island where it's legal to to do stuff like that. So yeah. that's it's funny how you have that you know back back then and, and now we have this uh, a different aspect of it right no, yeah, right uh, talk to me about living uh, out in uh, in California and working out in California such an amazing place uh, to live I I know you love New England but I'm sure you didn't miss the snow in the winter no my wife says that all the time uh, I actually like the change of the seasons you know fall spring winter uh, have you ever been to Pebble Beach I haven't yeah it's on it's a bucket list thing to do as a golfer, so it's something you know. Uh, my dad, my brother, and I definitely you know yeah. want to do. It's it's on the bucket list, like I said. Well, Pebble Beach is you know it's it's in Monterey County, yep. um, near Carmel, where Clint Eastwood used to be the mayor. A lot of people know <laughs> Carmel from Clint. Um, it's between San Francisco and L.A. A lot closer to San Francisco, an hour okay. and a half from San Francisco, probably six hours from L.A. Uh, and it is it is a, it is a beautiful. Place it's um it's it's a hard place to describe you know you really got to see it uh, and Pebble Beach Golf Course is unlike any other golf course in the world I mean you could not build that golf course I mean you have six six or seven holes right along the ocean I mean the seventh hole you feel like it's built into the ocean <laughs> um, and it's an it's an incredible place to live uh, wonderful community. I've been out there for 22 years, um, you know, as um, as CEO of Pebble Beach. Um, but during that time, you know, we've always come back uh, to the um, to the Massachusetts, New Hampshire area, because as a kid growing up in Lawrence, during the summers we'd go to Salisbury Beach, we'd go yep. to Seabrook, um, and so uh, 
I bought my first home in Seabrook in 1991. And um, over the years, we've had a few different homes in Seabrook, now we're in, in Rye. And uh, I feel like we got, I said, the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know, we'll probably be spending, um, I don't know, whatever, maybe uh, two-thirds of our time in um, Pebble Beach and a third of our time in, um, in Rye. So we love both places. Yeah. Very fortunate. Absolutely. And I love the coast, love the ocean. So I'd be yeah. hard-pressed to live I guess best both places. You're, yeah. you're right there yeah, on the I coast. the Pacific and the Atlantic. So Best of both worlds, exactly like right. you said. Exactly. Um, what was it like to host uh, your your U.S. Open uh, pullover on now? But yeah. you know, what was it like to host three U- U.S. Opens uh, during your time there, and how are those different and similar from hosting uh, the yearly uh, AT and T Pebble Beach tournament? Well, hosting three U.S. Opens um, was a, a, a terrific experience, um, especially when you realize you know Pebble Beach is a small community. Yep. And to think that we get 250,000 people that come from all parts of the world to attend uh, this major event in our little community is, is, is unbelievable. Um, you know, the, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, you know, that is an annual event. Yep. It's one of 50 PGA Tour events that gets held, you know, around the country. It's so We're, unique, though. It is. Because it it's is. the Pro-Am. Yeah, it is because of the Pro-Am, because of the Am. It is. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Uh, it's always held in the, you know, first week of February. You get to watch it while around the country we got snow and everything else. You yeah. You this beautiful spot and play with it in celebrities. I played uh, with Bill Belichick one year, and it was, it was a wonderful year. But it's, a, but it's an annual event, and there's, and there's 50 of them. The U.S. Open, I mean, that's America's championship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like the Super Bowl of golf. And so as great as the uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am is, that's, that'd be almost like if you compare it to football, like the regular season yes. versus the Super Bowl. Absolutely. You know, you, the, the, the uh, Pro-Am is played over three courses. Right. You might have 150,000 people spread out over three courses. Right. Whereas the U.S. Open is one course, it's Pebble, you have 250,000 people. So it's a completely different Animal. Uh, animal from yeah. a logistics standpoint, a planning standpoint, an organization standpoint. Um, and like I said, it's like having the, the, the U.S. Open. And we've been, for, I mean, like having the uh, Super, Bowl. Me, the Super yeah. Bowl. And we've been fortunate to have three of them yeah. in, in my tenure. Absolutely. So, what was your day to day schedule like as the CEO? And how did those days change if one of these tournaments um, you know, was coming up, and especially the week of the tournament? Well, completely different. <laughs> you know, when when we were having a U.S. Open, um, and during a U.S. Open, you know, you again you're dealing with all of the transportation, the logistics, the parking, security. Um, there's things that we're dealing with uh, two years. Yeah. Before the Open, and of course, as you get closer and closer, you gear up more and more, and that takes an inordinate amount of time. When we're not having an Open. You know, my day-to-day schedule could, could be anything. I, you know, a lot of time I spend during, with employees, yep. time with the guests, time just walking around the resort, uh, planning uh, capital projects, um, you know, you, interviewing people. I mean, you name it. It, yeah. it could, could be anything. Yeah. Um, but, it, um, but I, you know, I, I always say about, about Pebble Beach, uh, if I was ever having a bad day, all I needed to do was go talk to our guests because, <laughs> you know, they all thank you for the opportunity to be out there playing Pebble Beach. Yeah. Lifelong dream. 
Yeah. Unbelievable place for birthdays, graduations, anniversaries, yep. father-son, father-daughter, grandfather-son. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, just such a long history and tradition there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as the CEO of, of an amazing golf course and, and famous place, how often were you ap- uh, actually able to play golf yourself? Um, it would uh, just depend on like what was going on. I can go two months without playing. Wow. And then there could be a tournament that I'm involved in or playing with, and I play three times in a week. So yeah. I'd say I averaged playing um, maybe once every 10 days. Okay. So pr- pretty good. Now that I'm retired as CEO and, like I said, functioning as co-chairman, I'm playing a lot more and practicing a lot more. That's good. You know, it's hard to get good at golf as you're a pretty good player yourself. So it's hard to get good if you don't. You need repetition. If you don't go to the, you know, the, the, the range, the practice facility. Absolutely. And, and, and practice for a couple hours a day. Yeah. You, know, you got to get into a routine of doing that. It's hard uh, to be good if you don't do that. And not that, you know, look, you don't have to be a good golfer to enjoy it. Not at I all. I mean, I, the golf has experienced a boom the last year. It's been unbelievable. Yeah. You know, with the, because with of COVID. COVID. Because of COVID, it's a place to get out. Be outside. You know, be, be healthy. Yep. Uh, we have more more families um, taking it up, more women taking it up. It's, it's been a real boom in golf. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, aside from Pebble Beach, there's going to be a hard question for you. What is your favorite golf course that you've been able to play? I would say, um, well, of course, Pebble's number one. But um, <laughs> there is another course. Yep. Uh, well, first of all, we own four golf courses. We own Pebble Beach, Spyglass, yep. Spanish Bay, and Del Monte. Yep. All wonderful courses. Three of them are top 100. But there's another course that's a private course. Okay. That is, um, I live right across the street from them, actually, and it's, it's three miles from Pebble, and that's Cypress Point. Nice. Um, and uh, Cypress Point is a, an amazing course. So I would say, other than Pebble, the two greatest courses I play that I love would be Cypress Point and Augusta. Those would be the... Uh, Augusta, the, okay. Yeah, Augusta's a pretty special place, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, as a golf fan myself, it's, you know, it brings uh, chills down your your, yeah. your your bones, you know, especially Masters Week, you know? Right. It really it, yeah. it really does. Um, what was it like uh, if a high-profile guest uh, came to play or, you know, stayed at the resort, and how did that change your uh, schedule at all if you had to deal with them? You know, it really... Uh, you, get, you have to remember, we get so many. Yeah. You know, high profile, whether it's celebrities or CEOs, um, or just the, you know, every, you know, everyday person too. We get a lot of people that come through uh, Pebble Beach. And um, now, for someone I had a personal relationship, like if Tom Brady or Bill yeah. Belichick, then Done. I'm probably going to be tied up for three, four days because <laughs> I'm going to be spending time with yep. them. But um, um, our staff is, is so used to just dealing with. Um, um, with highly visible um, celebrity type yeah. individuals, and you know, always making sure that uh, you know we keep keep their um, you know their life as private as we can, their experience yeah. as private as we can, and absolutely, uh, and you know, doing the most to uh, take care of whatever the needs are, whether they're celebrity or not. Have you ever had a little bit of a fun question here for you? Have you ever had a celebrity come to play golf and they weren't up to the dress code? And <laughs> you ever have to say, "Hey, listen, you know, you, you can't play," or go in the pro shop and buy something? Um, I can honestly say that I don't ever recall that happening. Really? Um, I think um, 
I think most of them, not all, not all of them, they've played golf before, and uh, you know, and they realize that there's a certain you know dress code Absolutely. in terms of uh, uh, what you need to um, to wear and how you need to dress and how you need to act. Yeah. A bigger issue would be you know whether or not. Um, you know, somebody maybe has had a little bit too much to drink when they're out on the golf course yep. and they get a little loud or they do, you know, we have yeah. to talk to them. That happens right. from time to time. No doubt about that. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, last question. Um, probably the hardest one. I know I've, I've thrown you some uh, curveballs, but this might yeah. be, this is going to be a good one. What do you plan to do now with so much time on your hands and, and be able to enjoy uh, uh, retirement? Well, um, so I've been retired as CEO since July 1. Yep. Um, and I feel like I'm just as busy now <laughs> as I was when I retired. But uh, um, I'm still involved with the Pebble Beach Company yep. as co-chairman. Um, Nancy, my wife Nancy and I are now able to spend more time on, um, on some of our um, uh, charitable items, um, Boys and Girls Club. Yep. Stevenson School, which is a private school in Pebble Beach that we're on the, I'm on the board of trustees. Nancy's very involved in Catholic charities in Monterey County. Um, and so it's just spending more time in the community, more time on, uh, um, um, you know, charitable, with charitable organizations yep. and uh, a little bit more time being able to uh, work on my golf game. That's good. So, so far, so good. I don't know. To uh, me, that's all that matters. Yeah, Get that handicap down a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. i got a long ways to go, but <laughs> making progress. All right, everyone. That's past Pebble Beach Company CEO and Lawrence native Bill Peraki. Miss Peraki, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Harrison. Enjoyed it. Thank you.